0: My daughter, when she was little, I couldn't leave the house without every single thing I owned, mm-hmm. right? Like she had 42 toys and mm-hmm. 58 mm-hmm. backpacks. My son, oh, I can go to Europe with one diaper. He'll be fine. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. So you kind of get into a groove. But when you're thinking about how they're growing, you have to be willing as a parent to listen yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah everybody wants to be heard Mm -hmm. and though they're little people they have big ideas they have concerns they have worries we have to listen and not dismiss it that's a big piece of parenting that's going to continue to grow with us
1: welcome to the loving god loving people podcast where we talk about what it looks like to follow jesus in our everyday lives and how in the end all that matters is god and people here's today's episode Hey
2: everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend Dr. Dana Harris. Dana, how are you today? I'm
0: great. Thanks for having me again. We just keep having so much fun.
2: I know, we've been talking. <laughs> I think uh I think you're on the leaderboard as far as how many people we've had like on the podcast oh, really? and like return to oh, the wow. podcast. This is a big deal. Are- yeah, you're at the. I'm a keeper. You're at the top of Good the list. Stuff. Yeah. So today, uh, here's where I want us to, to go with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I want us to talk about parenting in a very broad sense. And okay. so let's talk to parents. Let's also talk to kids because this parent-child relationship is pretty foundational. <laughs> and anybody who's listening, you have a parent, even if yes. you aren't a parent. And, and so I kind of want to talk at this from from different angles. But sure. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and and your family because you're a parent. Yeah. And so it's not just that you know you've studied the art of parenting and the science of parenting, you are living out this great experiment. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> uh, and, and so give us a little little background on on your family.
0: Sure. So I have two children. Um, my daughter will be 17 years old. I'm okay. like, man, right? And my son, 15. Um, the biggest piece, though, is recognizing that parenting changes all the time, Yeah. right? The things that I used to do when they were little. Yep. It's not the same. And then that dynamic changes because she's aging. Then I have to shift from not so much that stern parent to this partnership of helping her walk into adulthood. And that starts when they're little. So I think the biggest thing with parenting is we all wake up one day like, oh, a baby's coming. Yeah. Oh, a baby's here. Oh my God! What do we do? Just don't kill the kid, right?
2: (laughs) They don't come with a user manual. There's no like, oh, this is exactly what you do. Exactly. Everybody, everybody, even the really confident parents that are like, oh, I read all the books. uh, We're we're kind of figuring it out. Like we're guessing. Yeah, and and there's a lot of things you cannot prepare for. You're you're just learning as you go.
0: Pretty much, and I think that's the biggest piece. First, we have to start with grace, Mm -hmm. right? You truly don't know. I mean, we can go into any bookstore, and there are roles and roles of parenting. Yes. Every single child is different, Mm -hmm. right? So my two are completely different. My daughter is type A. My son, I call type AB. He's like an (laughs) AB combination, right? With some things, he's type A. Other things, he's like, eh, not so much. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't parent them the same way. You have foundational skills as a parent. There are things that we believe, right? Jesus is Lord. We're ethical people. That's our foundation, But in terms of the relationship, you just have to get to know them and their personalities are going to evolve over time. As a parent, you have to be willing to evolve, too. Yeah. Right. So you can't parent one child one way and say, oh, here is the cutout. This is the manual. This is exactly how it's going to work. No, not so much. My daughter, when she was little, I couldn't leave the house without every single thing I owned, mm-hmm. right? Like, she had 42 toys and mm-hmm. 58 backpacks. Mm-hmm. My son, oh, I can go to Europe with one diaper. He'll be fine. Yep. You know, <laughs> yep. So you kind of get into a groove. But when you're thinking about how they're growing, you have to be willing as a parent to listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Everybody wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. And though they're little people, they have big ideas, they have concerns, they have worries. We have to listen and not dismiss it. That's a big piece of parenting that's going to continue to grow with us.
2: It's it's fascinating even at like at birth. Every every infant every newborn there is an there's this inborn desire to be seen to be known to be cared that's for. That's why we cry. Yeah, that's, why we <laughs> cry. that's exactly right. And it, I, I was reading this thing. There was this uh, this guy who was doing the study, and it was an orphanage in Russia. Mm-hmm. And he he when he walked in, he observed that the babies aren't crying in the nursery, and it's because they've learned that crying doesn't accomplish anything. Correct. There, there, there was no soothing that took place where an adult would come in and, and care for that child. And so they just stopped crying and just unpacking the psychological effects of that. But deep down, we have this desire to know that, Somebody sees me, somebody mm-hmm. cares for me, somebody's looking out for me. Um, and to your point, every kid is so different. And as much <laughs> as parents think like, oh, I'm going to shape my kid into who they're going to be, you're going to learn who God <laughs> wired your kid to be, and for then sure. you're going to help shape that person. And just it, it, it's you're not going to change their personality. Their personality no. is hardwired into who they are. And so it's important as parents to be students. hmm of our child.
0: Absolutely. And, and to
2: get to know what, what are their passions? how What is their wiring? And to really get to know them.
0: For sure. And I think the other piece with parenting is that we have to realize we cannot live vicariously through our children, mm-hmm. right? <laughs>
2: yeah, our identity. So, we want to wrap it up in them, right?
0: We do. And we want them to be whatever we thought we were going to be. Yes. Right. And so as parents, we create a lot of our own stress. Mm-hmm. We create a lot of our own anxiety because it's like, oh, he's three. He has to be in every sport. He's going to be the best football That's player. Right. He's going to be yep. the best at Little League and, all of this, well, you're driving yourself and your kid bananas.
2: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cause they might want to just go do art.
1: Like that, that might be okay. their thing. Yeah.
0: Right. And it's okay for them to explore different things. I think as a parent, we have to learn there's a balance. Mm-hmm. I am for children engaging in social activities. Mm-hmm. However, there are boundaries that need to occur. You yep. do not need to be in every sport in every season. Let them figure it out. Mm -hmm. If the child is like, oh, right now I like dance. Fantastic. We're putting on tutus. Next week, it's like, oh, I want to do karate. Fantastic. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We're we're switching up. But at that same time, it's a way for them to learn. It's a way for them to have these opportunities to engage with different people. Mm -hmm. Learn different social dynamics, different things about themselves. How do they react to things? So it gives them that opportunity. And as parents, is for us to learn.
1: Yeah.
0: How do they engage in this? You know, if one minute your daughter wants to be in a tutu and fly around and then she's like, eh, I'm bored. You know, mm-hmm. that's fine. She wants to go play basketball. Yeah. That's fine. She's still expressing herself. She's still having a great opportunity to meet different people, learn how to engage with different people. And as a parent, you're learning, oh, it's okay to change. Yeah. Now I understand that as parents, we spend forty-two million dollars on these things that yep. our children want yep. to do, and we're frustrated when the kids like, "I just,
2: mm, yeah, I'm not interested." I, mm, yeah, oh, know? that was a hobby. Like, yeah. oh man, we just bought all those instruments or all that <laughs> exactly. we got paid for a tutor and all that, and now you're like, eh, yeah, you "No, know, not I'm so much." It.
0: But it happens, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But when we set boundaries around it as parents, then we reduce our stress, so then mm-hmm. we don't put that stress on our kid. Like, oh no, I paid for this; you're going to do it. There are Balances. I do believe that children should complete things because Mm -hmm. otherwise you'll teach them it's okay to just walk away from something. Mm -hmm. If we commit it to a season of dance or football or whatever— We're committed to the season. Yep. Once the season has ended,
2: we'll evaluate and and determine if we're
0: going to keep going. That's what we had to do with piano.
2: We said, "Listen, you guys. (laughs) Once we commit, we have a piano in the house. We paid for lessons. Like you are going to see this through, and and so you're going to have to do it for at least a few years or uninstrument. If you know, give them some choice of whatever. Right. You alluded to this, and I think this is really important. So I want to back up a little bit. Different stages of parenting. Mm -hmm. So one of the one of the things that we've communicated in the past of in the different phases, you kind of go from caregiver to cop, to yes. coach, to consultant. For and sure. so beginning, it's like, to your point, let's just keep this kid alive. I remember <laughs> you
1: know, having
2: it, going home from the hospital with this newborn. And I'm like, this thing is completely dependent on me to keep it alive. And I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to do that. And, and so you're caregiver and you're, mm-hmm feeding, changing, all of that. Uh, then they get a little independence and you start mm-hmm. going, oh, look, they're walking. And then you can't get them to sit down. And then it becomes a little more, okay, they need boundaries. And For so sure. there's kind of that cop stage. Coach is, okay, I'm I'm with them. We're kind of looking at life. Mm-hmm. I'm helping them. They're making some of their own choices and I'm I'm kind of guiding them. And then there comes a stage where really I'm the consultant and they can take my advice or not take my advice because I've, I've raised an adult now mm-hmm. uh, or am, we're close to launching, which you're right on the edge of that season of yeah. launching. An adult year. And so uh, more and more you're you're in that consultant role where they might go, Yeah, mom, thanks for the advice.
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're like, oh Okay, touche. But with that, you still have to allow the children, the child, to experience the consequence. So, mm. one of the things that I strive to help parents understand is that when your children are little and they make choices, there needs to be a consequence associated with that, so that mm-hmm. they can make the parallel. Yeah, right. You can make the connection. Um, I'm big,
2: such as good choices, good consequences, bad choices, bad exactly. Consequences.
0: Because that's the same thing that happens to us as adults, mm-hmm. right? God said X, but we're like, hmm, did He really mean that? Mm-hmm. Hmm, not sure. Oh, he did really mean that, yep. right? <laughs> that was
2: actually for our good, which is a misconception a lot of people have. God gives rules just to give rules. No, no, he gives rules for our good. And when we step out of that, there are natural consequences that we'll experience. So God in love is saying, hey, this is how life works.
0: And, and you probably don't want to do that, but— mm-hmm. I've set before you life and death, right? Mm -hmm. You make the choice. So when my children were little, I I was a huge proponent of first-time obedience. It was not an option, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of people thought I was being tyrannical, and I really wasn't. It could have saved my child's life. You have to think about a five-year-old with a ball, Mm -hmm. right? The five-year-old is just playing with the ball. Ball runs in the street. Five-year-old does not stop and go, oh, wait, I should look both ways to Mm -hmm. see if a car is coming before proceeding into the street to get my ball. Mm -hmm. No, the child is going to dart into the street. It is imperative that this child listen to me the first time. Mm Fast forwarding, it's because I need my children to listen to God the first time. Mm -hmm. I do not need them to go into the word of God and say, oh, well, God didn't say 47 times not to have sex before marriage. So Mm -hmm. I guess I can. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. God spoke once. And so as parents when in that cop stage, that's where those boundaries come in so that your child understands he will listen to your voice the first time because it's audible. Mm -hmm. And then he will learn to listen to God the first time. And that's a lot of piece of parenting that I think we don't really understand. And we think, oh, I'm being so mean. Oh, Mm -hmm. my child's not going to like me. I am mean. I'm a mean mama. I mean what I say.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not here for my child to like me. I'm here to parent this child so that this child grows up and walks in the destiny that God has for him or her. Additionally, when you engage in first time obedience or you teach your children that, it actually reduces your stress. Because now I'm not yelling 87 times, you know, (laughs) before you respond. That's not what we're doing. Jesus spoke. He said, don't do this. Now we're done. Right? Conversation over. And you actually reduce your stress level because you know, my child is trusting me that if I'm giving you this this instruction, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. And then when your child starts driving— I need to trust you because now you have a car. Yeah. Right? Yep. And and so that's, again, where it comes in so that the child learns to listen to your voice the first time, learns to begin to listen to Holy Spirit. So it's a, it's a dynamic process that we go through as parenting. But to your point, when they get to that consultant phase, okay, well, I told you. Mm-hmm. Well— you didn't listen to Jesus either. Yep, That's not right. Free, you know. free
2: will is a real thing. And and here, yeah, just to, to bring it back to this point, our identity, it's easy to get it wrapped up in our kids, but understand our kids are going to make their own choices. Yeah. And and so our job as parents is to do what we can to set sure. them up to make the right choices when those choices come, but they won't always make the right choice.
0: And we have to let them see that consequence yeah. through. I think that is a big piece because we want to save them. And I get that. Mm-hmm. You don't want your child to experience maybe some of the things you did, but the issue is that if you've taught your child the process, the behavior, whatever, and then your child chooses to X, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to allow you to experience that. So like my children, I'm teaching my daughter right now about budgeting and all Mm -hmm. those things. She's going to be going to college. Mm -hmm. I have explained to her, you will have an an allowance. Mm -hmm. Should you choose to use all of that allowance by the 16th of the month, I'm going to yep. hate it for you. You will be hungry, yep. you know, what I mean? yep. because otherwise, how will she learn to yeah. budget as an adult? How will she learn the self control to not just go purchase something to control those gimme gotta have's, mm-hmm. especially today on the phone? You know, everything is oh you got to have it right now. You know, yep. So that's a big piece of that is that we have to allow them to do that. I was talking to uh, Brett Humphrey, you know, our next step pastor at South Gilbert, and he said. We don't really think about the fact that our children are out of our house longer than they're in our house. Mm. And I was like, wow. Like, that was profound. Drop mm-hmm. the mic. You know?
1: Yep. yep. <laughs>
0: because we spend 18 years, but— our kids could live to be 100 yeah. and they're out of our house longer. So we want to have that time where we give them that good foundation.
2: That's right. And that perspective that we're looking beyond just that time in the home. Some Correct. people are just like, oh, I'm just trying to get to the finish line. <laughs> no, no, no. The vision that, that I believe God has entrusted us as parents is to see all of those years after they're out of the home Correct. and to use that time in the home to prepare them for adulthood. And so instead Mm -hmm. of raising kids, you're raising adults Mm -hmm. who then are going to contribute and budget and do all of those things and creating space for them to fail Mm -hmm. uh, to your point. And I've I've talked to lots of parents who are ahead of me and I go, hey, what's something that that you wish you could go back and do different? And I started hearing again and again a lot of parents, especially in this, you know, our generation, recent generation, that is very controlling, very protective as I hear parents again and again going, I wish I would have let my kid mm-hmm. fail and not fail in a way that's, you know, catastrophic like, for to sure. their life, but fail in a way that they experience, to your point, consequences mm-hmm. and they learn and go, oh, mom and dad didn't step in and. Insulate me from whatever those consequences were, but I experienced it. And then I actually learned some valuable lessons because that's just how life works.
0: Correct. And it's unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Something needs to be unpleasant. So I deal with (laughs) people sometimes who will say, well, I just don't know how to take my kid's phone. I don't even understand Mm -hmm. what that means. Mm -hmm. My children have come home and I have snatched everything out of here like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yep. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like you made a choice. Yep. But you don't get to choose the outcome. This mm-hmm. is the big piece of parenting. You can make a choice, but you do not get to choose the outcome. And this is why God is telling us, this is how I want you to behave, because I know this consequence yeah. is big, and I don't want you as my child whom I love. God loves us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to do that. But what happens? We still experience it. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be a level of grace. Obviously, we whew, we need grace, Right. But we still have to go through whatever that consequence was. If it was debt, if you, whatever, mm-hmm. health issues, things like that, we still have to deal with it. And then subsequently, I also think we have to think, that, to your point, uh, beyond, uh, Excuse me, beyond the moment. Mm-hmm. We are looking at generations, mm-hmm. right? Something you do can affect two and three generations yes. away. You can make a choice today that has this long-term consequence, and then you have great-grandkids who are like, what what just happened?
2: Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I and I would say for good or for bad, could Correct. be you grew up in the home where man, you experienced some of the negative consequences of generations of poor parenting. Yes, and and you have a choice to go. Okay, I, I'm going to change that. That family chain, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do this differently, and there's going to be a positive ripple. Or you can go, Hey, I'm going to do things uh, this other way, and there's going to be a negative or ripple. Or I'm going to
0: kick it up a notch. Yeah. And it's, still, exactly. know, and it's more negative. And,
2: but it does. it, And it's important because right now, like the things that I deal with in my life, I'm going, Wow, this goes back generations. Mm-hmm. And, For sure. Okay. What counseling are my kids going to do? <laughs> and what are the things that I've taken? Right. And, and where am I going to go? Hey, I'm shifting this. This has been a pattern in my family, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm going to choose to differently. I'm going to choose to operate differently to intentionally change some of those chains that are, you know, these family sins that have been passed generation on on. to generation.
0: Correct. And then the other thing is for us, we when you are deciding to change that, oh, you're going to have a battle, oh, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. the enemy already has in his mind, oh, I've locked this into the Johnson family, mm-hmm. right? If you look through Family generations, you can see a history of adultery. You mm-hmm. can see a history of addiction. You can see a history of drunkenness. You can see it. Mm-hmm. But it takes Jesus to reveal it to you because otherwise dysfunction becomes functional. So in your mind, everyone being broke is normal. Mm-hmm. So not normal,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yep. So
0: not normal because it creates debt and it perpetuates. And so we have to identify that as parents. Wherever we are, we have to go, something about this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Jesus, why is this crazy? Because it's crazy. And so once we identify that, then we get the word and we have to use our kids as guinea pigs, so to speak, because we don't know. This is a great experiment, right? And (laughs) we're going to see how this thing works out. But it's a long term
2: experiment. Exactly.
0: We know Jesus' word is true. Yep. Now, we don't have real proof of it yet, but we know <laughs> that yep. when we stick to the Word of God, this will change. And we may not see it in for us, mm-hmm. but we may see it in our children or we could see it in their children. Yeah. And so that is why it's so important as parents to get into the Word of God and uproot
1: mm-hmm.
0: all of that crazy, right?
2: So you're, you're making a great point. I want to camp out here just for a moment. If you're listening and you're like, you know what? I didn't have a great example mm-hmm. in my home. I didn't have great parenting and I know what I experienced, but I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you have? Like, where does that person start to identify, okay, maybe that's not actually healthy. Maybe right. that's not actually good. <laughs> um, where Where would you recommend somebody start to kind of evaluate, okay, what was my – Childhood and Mm home-like, and what do I want to do differently? Yeah.
0: First is going to start with resources. Find healthy people.
2: There you go. That's number Mm -hmm. one,
0: right? And it's going to seem odd in the beginning because if you grew up in a broken home, as Mm -hmm. we would call it, or single-parent home, whatever— That's what you know, Mm -hmm. right? Your mom, your dad, your grandma, whomever raised you, whomever, whatever guardian, that individual was honestly doing the best that he or she could based upon whatever that situation happened. Okay, you and I have talked before the situation happened.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. yep,
0: we're done. Right. But now what we can do is get around healthy people. If you're a single adult and you want to be married one day. Find healthy married people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's not perfect, but they are striving to do things God's way. Mm-hmm. So then you can have a baseline of, oh, okay, this is what it looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you are a single parent, find parents who are Uh, married. Mm -hmm. Right. Because then that will help you understand how that dynamic works. And then you can say, "Okay, God, I don't have this other partner, but what is it that my child needs? Because you might be a single parent because you were born into a single parent family. And this was a generational ripple as well. Mm You also can see generations of teenage pregnancy, things like that, because it becomes normalized. So you have to remove yourself from that dysfunction Mm -hmm. and surround yourself with what God said. It's going to feel odd in the beginning. Everything in you is going to fight. But you have to know this is what God said. Yeah. And I'm gonna fight so that my children don't engage in this or years of divorce. You know, just generations Mm -hmm. of divorce get into healthy dynamics and ask for that help. Yeah, right. Acknowledge it. You taught you taught a message a while ago about bringing things into the light. We need to bring this into the light. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. What did God say? Because I'm confident God didn't say this because this is nuts. You know.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll just confess this right. So I I I grew up in um, my my family. Uh, my parents divorced when mm-hmm. I was a kid. There was multiple divorces, separations, all of that, yeah. raised in a single-parent home. Um, so I I experienced – I remember hanging out with my friend's family, and I'll I'll never forget. So I'll, I'll name drop here, the Klingamans, which <laughs> you, you don't know who they are, but uh, they had a massive impact on my life because they had an intact family mm-hmm. and a healthy marriage. And I remember watching that and going – this is what I want. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is the, the model, the example. And then there were other families that I would see it and I'll go, wow. And then I would have conversations. And even to this day, I have conversations and sometimes I'm talking to my wife about whatever, and she'll look at me and go, <laughs> that is just crazy. And I'm saying it like, it's, it's just a normal thing. Like, just <laughs> like I'm reading the newspaper or whatever. Right. And it's just normal. And And I'll have conversations with people and they'll go. Oh, that's your family, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're like, and oh, like, yeah. That's a, okay. Wait, that's not,
2: or, but you're so used to it, it's like being a fish in water. You know, you don't exactly. can't describe the water, and so to have that, you know, other people that you can learn from and, and mm-hmm. allow them to influence you, it really has been helpful for me in my journey,
0: for sure. And, and you're helping to change generations, mm-hmm. right? Because now you and Lindsay will not go through divorce, mm-hmm. which means subsequently your children have that example to be, then pattern. Yep. Because when you don't have the example, you don't know, or you replicate the example of what you ha- what you see. Yeah. Right. The what you know, you replicate. Yep. That's why it's generational.
1: Yep. And a lot and why of
0: times, statistics
2: say if you're a child of divorce, most likely you're going to get a divorce, and just all of that. Which, uh, again, part of part of what I'm wanting to do is just rebel in a good way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, nope. Yep. Let's, let's nope. I'm not the participating. Yeah. I don't
0: have to. Mm-hmm. And I that's the big thing that we also have to think about as parents. Okay. However you got into the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I was um, a guest speaker at Mops. I had the opportunity to go to our, Mops our moms
2: of preschoolers, preschoolers. For those who are listening, like what's
0: Mops? a mop. Yep. Why are you talking uh-huh. about a mop? Um, but uh, they invited me there and I shared with them that I am the product of teenage parents. Mm-hmm. So my parents, my biological parents, were never married, and they were 16 years old. Now, in reality, they probably should have been paying attention to history class, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. Yep. But I can't control the fact that they were 16 years old. My parents were just the conduit. I'm on this planet because God has a purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter how you entered the planet.
2: Yep. There you are, are no here. accidental children, exactly. only accidental parents. I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to like plaster that in yep. my office, right? But it's you are here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. No matter how. How you arrived, your parents' situation, whatever, it does not matter. God is the giver of life. Mm -hmm. And you are on this planet because he has a purpose and a destiny for you. Mm -hmm. And if you are the one chosen to uproot the crazy,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: well, you're it, right? (laughs) So I remember saying when I was a kid, like, my mother couldn't even drive a car. Mm -hmm. Why would you be responsible for a whole live real person? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I did not have children. As a teenager. So I was able to break Mm -hmm. that generational Mm -hmm. curse. I remember, like you were saying, like, that is crazy. But I have cousins. I have other family members who went down that path. And to this day, I'm like, that is crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) to me. Now my daughter is like, oh, that is insane. (laughs) So we're able to break that. But it took a lot for me to recognize this is odd. Now, when I was younger, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just as I grow in the Word and things like, oh, God, that was crazy. Thank you, Jesus, yeah. for helping me see that yeah. that was crazy. So I was the one chosen to break that generational curse, yeah. you know, of that teenage pregnancy. So That's
2: so good. I have one more question <gasps> okay. for you. I want to squeeze in here as yeah. quickly as we can. Um, and I know, I know your kids. Your kids are fantastic. <laughs> but there's... People listening right now and they're dealing with a kid who's very rebellious or,
0: you know, they're going, I don't know what to do. What advice do you have for a parent in that situation? Mm -hmm. First, you have to identify why the rebellion is occurring. Mm -hmm. Behaviors are a result of an internal uh, mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Something internally is happening. And I know your kid's like, I don't want to talk. That's fine. You're not going to sit on the YouTube or the TikTok, mm-hmm. right? So, as a parent, you're going to have to be tough. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. If your child is going through something and having these behaviors, it's a result of something. The only way to get to the the core of that is to start snatching stuff out of here. Well, mm-hmm. if you can't watch TV, you can't be on the TikTok or the Instagram or the Snapchat. Well, mm-hmm. we can sit here and stare at each other until yep. you decide to talk. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, here we go, or yep. we can play a game. We can. You have to get the child involved to talk about what it is. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot deal with anything until you identify yeah. what it is. The other piece is um, a lot of kids people think have what's called oppositional defiant disorder. Really, that's called needing boundaries. Mm-hmm. As a parent, no. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. I'm not explaining the no. The answer is a hard no. And as parents, we're like, oh, but he's going to get mad. Hmm.
1: Maybe. He'll get over it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're
0: like, Time will pass. But you're doing that to help your child once again understand the importance of conforming to rules and expectations and ultimately conforming to God, right? Because if your child will be defiant to you, your child will defy the word of God, and that could cost that child his life, Mm -hmm. and that's not what God wants. Or a bigger issue is that long-term consequence. Mm -hmm. This child out of rebellion makes one choice, and that choice derails that child's life in a very negative way. So as a parent, you have to decide, okay— Heels down, this is what we're doing. Okay, buckle up, mm-hmm. giddy up, here we go. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And it doesn't even matter if they're little, if they're fifteen, whatever, if that child is still in your care, you have an obligation to be responsible for teaching that child how to conform. Mm -hmm. Rebellion is something that can be corrected. It's not quick. It's not easy. Behaviors always escalate before they change. Mm -hmm. Think of your own self, right? Mm -hmm. I want to eat a Twinkie, even though I go running, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I'm trying to change my nutrition. But you have to just be willing as a parent to love your child through those moments and stay tough Mm -hmm. so that your child knows, my parent still loves me, but this behavior is not acceptable because it's not healthy for me or anyone around.
2: Yeah. That's so good. Well, man, that went fast.
1: I know.
0: We went... Our time always goes so fast.
2: <laughs> uh, here's what I'm going to ask. Dana, would you yeah. uh, Would you take a moment, pray for all the parents? Of course. And, uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll close out that thank way. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Father, in the name of Jesus, first, sir, we thank you for the opportunity to even be parents. It is such a privilege, whether that child is born from us, biologically born of our hearts. It is children whom we adopt in our communities. It is the village of people around us. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Father, for all of those people who are really struggling because of generational curses and things that they were not aware of, but these behaviors may be manifesting in their children. I pray for supernatural peace for Mm -hmm. all of them. May the God of peace flood their hearts right now. Father, also, I pray for guidance and direction. Your word says if we lack wisdom to ask you Mm -hmm. and you would give us wisdom. Give us wisdom how to parent. Give us wisdom how to love our children through the stages. Give us wisdom to identify the stages that our children are going through. And as parents, let us reach out to community around us to help us as well. Put people in our lives who are on this healthy journey so that we can all continue to grow together and be a light for Jesus in this world. Thank you so much for your amazing grace and your abundant mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.